You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome to Financial Legacy, Nothing Off Limits with Leah. I'm your courageous host. January is the month of new beginnings. A lot of people are going back to the gym, creating meal plans, getting their diets corrected, wanting to lose weight. Maybe you just got a few things on your list that you're doing, and this is the month for it. As I look around my community here in the city of Cleveland, a lot of businesses are looking to hire as we've made it through this pandemic and we continue to strive for excellence, revamp and rebuild. What does that look like for you? How are you achieving this goal with recruiting new hires? Maybe you're adding to your already existing organization or you're looking to just begin a new brand altogether. On last week's episode of Simple Recruiting, we talked about how to find the people to fill your position. So you've done advertising, you've asked your referrals, you've talked to your neighbor to find out what have they been doing through COVID to continue to be in business, what are some of the strategies, or maybe you've asked for some of their sources, and hopefully you have really good referrals and really good neighbors who knows the benefits of a neighborhood thriving and allowing others to be able to have access to that resource. Because that's what all this networking is about. It's literally just maybe trading resource for resource or just adding value to and become a part of what's already magnificent. A lot of people don't know how to do that. And sometimes that comes from the different working styles. When we show up, we show up with our own intentions, not taking into consideration that someone else has their own intentions as well. So when we show up with our baggage or maybe notes or our thoughts and we want to just get it out the way, be careful to take into consideration that the person that you're showing up in front of, as they have their own notebooks and their own bag, and they have their own intentions set as well. So try to kind of find a common ground and work together. All right, finding a common ground. So after you've done the recruiting, now it's time to move to the interviewing process. And this can sometimes be a stressful time when you're interviewing as you want to make sure that you have clear expectations set so that you understand the goal, that your applicant understand the goal, that your office understand the goal in order to elevate as you must be able to reach your goal in an effective, clear manner. And interviewing, there are so many different styles. People have different work styles. So everyone's interview technique is going to be something different. Take for me an instance. As I am a laid back kind of individual, I like to fill you out. I don't want you to be uptight and nervous while talking to me. It doesn't matter to me if you cross your legs or if you fold your arms over your chest. I can appreciate the direct eye to eye contact. I like 
synthesis when you're talking to me. So I don't want just short terms or short language. And I like to have an in-depth conversation. So those are just some of the things that I really look for. It doesn't matter what your body language is telling me at that very moment because people show up with a facade and I understand that's all within itself. So some of the interviewing pitfalls, regardless of the type of interview you're conducting, there are some pitfalls that all interviewers should be very mindful of. You want to avoid interrupting the applicant as long as he or she is saying something relevant to the job or the description. Avoid agreement or disagreement. Instead, express interest and understanding. See, now that is very important. In everything that you do, you want to seek an understanding. Avoid using terminology which the applicant is unlikely to be familiar. So any jargon or any internal acronyms, you want to avoid those. You want to talk in the language that is going to be reciprocated and that you're going to understand and your applicant is going to understand as well. Avoid comparisons with the incumbent previous employees, yourself, or other applicants. Voila. Now, this is something I know that we all do, including myself. Sometimes you get into the conversation and you throw yourself in there and you want to make a comparison. Well, you may have good intentions, but depending on who's receiving this, as it can set the wrong standards. And what you think is good, it can all go bad. So be very careful with that. Avoid asking unrelated questions. Avoid talking down to an applicant. Hmm. Now, this is tricky because you could very well believe that you're encouraging your applicant and they could absolutely see it as you are talking down to them. It's humiliation. You're embarrassing them. You made them feel bad. It could take them to a different state of mind. And that interview could take a turn for the worse. Avoid hiring an unqualified applicant. Simply because you are desperate to fill an opening. As you'd rather not fill that position and continue to provide quality service than to fill that position with someone who does not add value to your brand and is going to give you a less credible reputation. I won't say bad. I'll just say less credible. Avoid trying to duplicate someone else's interviewing style. Always be yourself. Please and thank you. Avoid allowing applicants to interview you or to control the interview. Avoid hasty decisions based solely upon first impressions, information from others, a single response, body language, or biases. I hope you know what that means because that is something that is very important. And I know everyone thinks that they don't have biases, but we are perfectly flawed and we all possess a bias. Whether you want to be honest about it or not, leave it at the door when you're interviewing others. Avoid asking questions, even in a roundabout way that might be considered violations of EEO laws. Avoid judging applicants on the basis of cultural or educational differences. And avoid conducting stress interviews of any sort, as you won't find the answer in that. As you set up for your interviewing, you want to choose which type of interviewing style you'll be taking a look at. As you may want to consider a face-to-face interview, maybe a video interview. 
You have employment interviews that's conducted by HR specialists and are both broad-based and job-specific. They are broad-based in that that the HR interviewer covers a great deal of general territory, including goals and interests. And they are job-specific because the interviewer delves into the applicant's education and experience as they relate to specifically to the available job opening. Departmental interviews, which are conducted by department heads or managers who focus on whether the person can do the job. That is, they emphasize job specifics. Panel interviews. And last but not least, peer interviews. So here's just a few different type of interviews that you can consider when you're looking for your next applicant. Most applicants are eager to make a good impression with their interviewer. And see, you know, sometimes that looks like maybe they're nervous or maybe they're stumbling over the words. So you want to create an environment where your applicant can feel calm and subtle. And you can select the best fit. One of the ways to select the best fit is active listening. Ding, 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 ding. All right. Now, when we say active listening, many of you are sitting here and you're like, "Mm, I listen all the time. But there is a huge difference between listening, hearing, and wanting to understand what someone is saying. So those are three different categories. That wanting to hear someone is comprehension. So that's where the active listening comes in. Are you comprehending what your applicant is telling you? Are you taking good notes? Are you actually clear and open-minded to what they're saying to you and describing who they are, which is going to help you understand their work style? And when in doubt, if you don't understand what is being said to you, please ask the professional question to be able to gain clarity. Sometimes interviewers believe that note-taking will offend the applicant or make them feel uneasy. But in actuality, these are documentations that you need as it becomes part of the legal process and can be utilized in a very influential way. Maybe later on down the line, if you're taking a look at raises, when you're taking a look at being selected or who was best for the next position to move up in the company, these are some great things or these are great that you can utilize from a professional standpoint to gauge who can take the organization to your next level. Most applicants actually prefer that you take notes. After all, there are usually a number of applicants competing for one job. So you can't remember everything. The brain is absolutely not meant for remembering it. Please take notes and be sure when you're taking your notes that you are not writing directly on the employment application. Again, this is considered a legal document and should bear the handwriting of the applicant only. That is very important. Documentation may also be used to compare applicants in the final running with one another, and you must avoid subjective language. You don't want to use language even if complimentary, as it is an important requirement for effective post-interview documentation. 
You don't want to use subjective language that is abrasive, appears to be rich, arrogant, calculating, cocky, diligent, energetic. You want to use language that is not going to be objective and that you can actually refer to relevant portions of the job description, leaving no room for doubt with regards to the applicant's qualifications. Interviewing qualified candidates do not have to be as hard or as complicated as it seems. Just you want to make sure that you're adhering to all guidelines on your local level and federal. You don't want to violate anyone. So I know that we've talked about a few things, selecting the best fit and what it sounds like pitfalls to avoid terminology. So let me just give you an example of what I mean by subjective languages or utilizing terminology with an applicant that is unlikely familiar. So just in case you're documenting and you want to make some notes in regards to how it went, you want to avoid recording unsubstantiated opinions. I urge you to err against recording your opinion without sufficient job-related backup. Opinions do not stand alone and it does not support any type of concrete evidence that you may have for this job description. So you want to avoid it. And these statements generally begin with such phrases as, I feel, in my opinion, I believe. It is apparent to me that, or in my judgment. These are some of the things that You know, when speaking that we all do, I know I can be guilty of it at times, but professional language is you want to minimize that as this is a legal document. Again, that if you had to utilize it in the event of a suit or some type of future endeavor regarding this applicant, as this application could be utilized in all legal matters. So just avoid it. Instead of saying those things, You can say something as, if Mrs. Robertson, you were looking at her based on her description of her experience and someone wants to know if she's a good fit and they say, you know, how do you feel about Miss Robertson? You can say, I feel Miss Robertson would make an excellent manager based on her experience and in her present capacity. Those are great ways. That is a great way to respond. Not only does it sound professional, but it excludes any type of unsubstantiated opinions or feelings or gestures. Instead of saying things like, in my opinion, okay, now maybe Miss Robinson isn't the best applicant and she could have just slightly rubbed you the wrong way. And professionally, you may not feel as good about Miss Robinson and her ethics and her morals and her values. Instead of saying, in my opinion, based on Mrs. Robertson's performance, you can simply respond and say, I believe Ms. Robertson is not a good fit for this position based on her past performance review. And you are utilizing words in a way that you're not singling her out. It's not based on an opinion. But if you're the manager, who's possibly held her past performance review, 
and you may know some information about Miss Robertson that some others aren't aware to of or privy to. This would be a way to respond to say, hey, maybe we need to look at another applicant. Now, that's not saying Miss Robertson is not a good candidate, as it just may state that there is someone else that you may feel or that you believe would be more qualified than Miss Robertson at this very moment. Just a few things that I learned in the hiring process and recruiting people. And you want to be very gentle and delicate with turning someone away. You don't want someone to leave you feeling, oh man, I didn't do good in this interview or the feedback left me feeling that I wasn't worthy or there is a lack thereof within. So you want to be very cautious about responding or how you're letting that applicant go when they're leaving you and based on that interview. So I know that over time in the past few years when I am looking to enter into school or I'm looking to join a program or organization, a lot of the times at the end of the program, and I never know what to think because there are not, these people are professional and they're not exemplifying biases or they're not exemplifying personal feelings as they are. They're kind to let me know that, hey, thank you so very much for your time and we'll get back with you with a response within however long their time period is. And it never leaves me or I've never left somewhere feeling "Mm, I wasn't good enough or I don't know how I did or I don't think I got that maybe because of something that was said. So those are just a few takeaways that I have from over the years of dealing with organizations and just watching how this process can go. Now, that's not to say that I haven't had experiences where people weren't professional. And that is something as simple as walking through the door being greeted with a smile if someone pronounces my name correctly or just if I can tell that their demeanor, if they're just there to get a paycheck. So depending on what type of organization that I'm with or what I'm dealing with, these are some of the things that I look for and when someone is interviewing me. So if I am looking to join your establishment, I want to know and understand what type of people that I'm working with. Yes, I know that I may be coming in through the door and I could be looking for a particular service or a product or a partnership. I could be looking for a multitude of things. Nevertheless, I know that there is someone looking at me as well as my presentation. How did I show up? How did I respond? You know, these are things that other people are looking at as well. So within the interviewing concept, who's interviewing who? While you're interviewing the applicant, is the applicant interviewing you? Are you exemplifying that you're happy to be a part of this organization or that you're even happy in this job? Are you being aware of your posture and if you're smiling and if you're giving the applicant what he or she needs in order to strive or to be a part of this environment to add the value? So, those are some great takeaways as I know that many of the times, There was the attitude of you need this job so you can be treated this way or I can present it this way. As I don't think those concepts still exist anymore after COVID as we are in a world where everyone needs everyone. So people need people. And in a way to be able to utilize someone or find out who's qualified best for what you need. So again, in this interviewing process or technique, I want you to understand that 
The documentation technique, it enables interviewers to better recall specific applicants. It entails recording of a description of the applicant's behavior, speech, attire, or appearance. So again, who's interviewing who? If you are interviewing for a position that does not require someone to come in in a suit and tie on a day-to-day basis as you may have a more relaxed environment. So you may allow jeans, you may allow leggings. You don't require your applicants to be dressed in dress shoes, dress socks, blazers, suit and ties. You may require a little more comfy. So you want to definitely be sure to let the applicant know that they're allowed to be in a comfortable dressing attire when coming in for their day-to-day assignments or work. For special occasions that require this applicant to dress up, as you want to be sure to let them know ahead of time so that they can plan accordingly. No one wants to wait until the last minute as we want everyone to be prepared ahead of time and that way as a team or collectively, everyone can show up and show out. And here are just some positive takeaways during the interview process that you might want to make note of. If your interviewer smiled during the entire interview process, if your interviewer is smiling, your applicant is going to smile as well. You also want to take a look at, is your interviewer chewing gum? If your interviewer is chewing gum, then that's going to set the standard that your applicant can chew gum as well. What about rocking in the chair, just fidgeting a little bit? As these are signs maybe that you want to make note of as you can take away or you can maybe take a look at if this applicant or this interviewer, maybe they're signifying that maybe they're excited or they're anxious. These are just some things that you can make mental note of as well as a few documentations that you observe during the process. Okay, here's where that good old wisdom comes in is, Everything that you think of doesn't necessarily have to come out. So if by chance you are sitting in an interviewing process, whether you're the interviewer or you're the applicant, and you begin to notice signs of an individual that don't seem normal, you want to err against asking that person anything personal that will lead to a bias or discrimination. It is okay, however, in the process to stop and say, hey, do you need to take a break or take a reset moment? Maybe you need some water, you're parched a little bit, or maybe you just need a little time to take a deep breath. As those are great ways to exemplify to the interviewer or the applicant that you're human And just like anyone else, that you might get nervous or you need to take time to think about what is actually going on. You need to process that moment. So if you're interviewing the applicant, make sure you leave a little room and space during that interview process for your applicant to feel comfortable. An applicant, if you're taking a look at an organization and you're possibly critiquing or you're interviewing the interviewer, then you want to make sure that you be sure to take notes and you should have a notebook and pen in hand so that during your process, as you can make notes about who you're sitting with, you'll learn who you're working with. As this is a two-way lane, it doesn't have to be a one-way street. Now, 
what I can say that if this is giving you what you need, please don't forget to download and subscribe. I want to thank all of my listeners and my supporters who tune in constantly and your support of my journey. Don't forget that on January 28th, Serenity Health and Wellness Corporation is having the prevention of communicable diseases and transmittal of STIs. Hosted by none other than myself, this is a free event, so please stop in at GAN Academy to come and support our youth in the community. We're going to have some great food. We're going to have door prizes, raffles, giveaways, and more. So I am looking forward to seeing you. Well, thank you for tuning in to Financial Legacy. Nothing off limits with Leah. I am your courageous host. January is the month of new beginnings. So I hope that on this journey, if you're inspiring to lose weight, eat healthier, get back to the gym, just be sure to schedule your priorities. Stay focused. Thank you so much. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.